All right, welcome everybody, Yankee Chronicles Podcast. I'm Bobby. I am here with Donald, Rob, and somewhere is Evan. And before we get started, we want to ask you to check out statementgames.com for a unique experience in fantasy sports. Check out docislandsbaseball.org. You can learn about the father of baseball. And check us out on radioplaylive.com daily. So Judge kind of put his foot in his mouth and um, put a lot of heat on Gary. And I had a little fun with it uh, with, with uh, my friend Mike on Twitter, you know, and saying that he was, you know, going to hit the most home runs in 2021. And a lot of people just didn't un- understand that we were just kind of making a dig at each other on Gary's expense. But should the players be really talking, you know, I understand you want to talk up a player and you want to show your teammate that you have confidence in them, but did Judge take it too far again? No. Oh. <laughs> no, he didn't. He's literally saying his teammate, who we know has talent, has yeah. enough talent to go out there and win an MVP. And as expected, Twitter takes this thing into a freaking next level and starts because going they should. The it. expectations are going to be insane now for him. The second he fails, they're going to bring up the fact that Judge just said it. Yes, you know that's a fact. We have a bunch of idiots in the fan base who are going to overreact. I'm not going to be one of them, but I can see why people would find this to be annoying. That's because they are annoying themselves. It's a pretty basic thing happens every offseason, not with just the Yankees, every teammate and every one. There's always one person every single year, no matter what team it is, that talks up a teammate that struggled the year before. It happens all the time in sports because it's Gary Sanchez, who Yankee fans hate all the time. And they just they want to find a reason to hate more. So if he struggles, yeah, they're going to go back to it. They're going to say, Judge should stop talking, blah, blah, blah. But this is Yankee Twitter in a nutshell. They just – they like to be angry. And no, now it's spring training. There's no reason to ask dumb questions like that now and to put these expectations on the shoulder of Gary, who is doing phenomenal this spring training. He doesn't need an extra thing like that. And I understand that it's encouragement, but, like, do we need to hear the encouragement? Encourage your teammate in the goddamn locker room. I don't want to hear this shit in spring training. I don't even want the media there. I don't even think we should be watching the games now. So, I mean, as I say, I really do believe that, uh, well, first of all, we don't know what the question was that the journalist asked. He probably put it to, to Karen going, you know, with, with Judge's hot start, do you think that he can carry it on and, and have an MVP-type season? Or do you think he's got an mvp type um, skill set and what's Aaron Judge going to say? No. And so he probably was like, yeah, he does. But, you know, I don't think you put a realistic expectation. No, what his answer should have been was it's early. You know we're talking about it. We'll see how the season progresses. That's the yeah, end. Exactly. Think, he shouldn't be you know, making a bigger deal of it than it is. I, I do agree that the media are, are asked questions which put us in a position where it causes these things to happen. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's a big deal. Just move on. Spring training means nothing. Greg Bird used to break records in spring training. And if Judge came out and said, oh, my God, Bird's going to have an MVP-type season, you all would jump on his ass, too, for that one. Because it's, it's never training. That's not what Judge is saying, though. He's saying I understand he what Judge talent. is saying. My point is that now's not the time. Wait till the season starts and see how everyone's handling it. But of Evan, Judge didn't call a press conference. Didn't call a press conference going, oh, guess what? Why are there press there conferences during in? spring training? It doesn't make any fucking sense. 
He asked the question, he answered it. Big deal. What's the problem? They shouldn't be asking questions. Shut the you fuck up and let the questions. people practice. It's their job to ask questions. It's their job to ask stupid questions. It's no, why baseball is so fucking frustrating because it's a nine months out of the year sport where they're asking questions daily. This is the time where they should be prepping for the season and the media and the fans should not be involved in this. It's stupid. Well, that I agree with, for sure. But that's nothing to do with Aaron Judge. I'm not blaming Judge. I'm just saying the whole process is stupid and Judge is the one who's going to get the slack for it if Gary doesn't perform because we have an idiotic no, fan base with over 200 million fans get, over the world. The person that's going to get trouble for bad performance will be Gary Sanchez. It'll be nothing to do with Aaron Judge. So, dude, you're wrong. So many fans are going to bring up what Judge just said. I guarantee it. Watch. That's on the fans. Exactly. And then it's how much fan, chaos can the fans cause? Quite a bit. We've we've already talked about the fact that Gary is somewhat mentally weak. So if he goes on Twitter and starts seeing all these stupid fans, he's going to get mentally upset about it and start to suck more because that's what he does. He gets in his own goddamn head based on what everyone else's expectations of him are, and then he doesn't live up to them. Uh, we can can we turn to another topic because Brian Hope just put out a pretty uh, alarming tweet. Uh, Zach Britton was sent for an MRI yesterday. He experienced soreness after throwing in the bullpen. So oh, let's just, no. let's just hope that now is I uh, about this shit now. God damn it. Let's hope it's nothing serious. Yeah, you know, and you were actually in a good mood today, Ev. A fantastic mood. <laughs> and today, last night, oh, today's lovely. Why are we so cursed with injury? I don't, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. Is there yeah. something that we're not doing right? Because this is this is beyond belief. It happens more than any other team. You have to start believing that it is. I mean, what we can't pinpoint why this keeps happening, and it's happening to a guy like Brendan who really realistically does not get injured that much. This is a, you know, so. When you start looking at the amount of guys that we get that have to go and get their arm looked at, yeah, that's yeah, a problem. You, you know, first it was Schmidt, now Britain. Is... Right. And now we're going to hear that the Ottawa trade was All of last year, we lost a guy for the for Tommy John, who was a key to our bullpen last year. It's, uh, it's a problem, no, this, this is This is bad. This is bad. You know, yeah, let's, let's just cross our fingers that the MRI comes back where it's just, a, you know, there's nothing major, you know, and it's just a matter of just resting up. Right. But th- <laughs> this connects so many other issues yeah. because now, one, the Adebito trade looks pretty uncomfortable. It's still good because the people mm-hmm. that we got for him are still going to be here, blah, 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 whatever. But that's one piece that's not there, which also means Herman needs to be used more whether you bring him in the bullpen or not. So you're going to be getting a lot of these other guys that have to come up and fill that gap if he's out for a significant period of time. If the MRI shows that there's damage, then he's probably going to be out, you know, four to six weeks type of thing. I mean, this is a yeah, but this could be really bad. Not that you ever want an injury, but it, 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 when you look at the, the calendar of the baseball, now is the time if you're going to have a, a – a, have to take a step back. You'd rather it now than uh, during uh, after the All Star break. Depends on the injury. 
to be exactly. honest. Exactly. Said it was his elbow. See, elbow. That's the worst thing you want yeah, to hear from yeah, the elbows are tricky. That's why I said it's probably likely to be four to six weeks minimum. It's probably going to be longer if it's you know significant damage. And if it's Tommy John, we're absolutely fucked because he's going to miss part of next year as well. We are completely fucked if it's Tommy John. Like that, that, that's an, that's that kind of all happens. And is it as a mega fan? The first thing you think of when it's they say it's elbow, you think of Tommy John, right? It's the yeah, first thing. That's that the first one. Let's hope it doesn't even come close to that. It has the knock-on effect of the entire bullpen. We, we're, we've lost a key setup, man. No, it's just going to put the spotlight on other – you know, the only Tom good – going to have to play out of his mind. He might even have to play pitch two innings to close, you know. it's This is, this is going to have a huge knock-on effect. If he's hurt, we're fucked. Because he's our best to leave him. Like, there's not even a – 100%. Yes, he's better than Chapman. I actually think he should be the closer, but it is what it is. He is our best um, reliever, without a question. So we all have to wait with bated breath now. I don't know why this keeps happening. Why do so many guys have to get their arms looked? You know, and the other part that sucks is it's, you know, it's a lefty arm. Lefty arms in the bullpen are, are important. Because you, you want to try to, you know, get people off bat You know, you want to throw the bat, the lineup off balance towards the end of the games. So one thing, this is very important that we did sign uh, O'Day and Wilson, and we have that bullpen depth with some of those young guys that we can use. Because um, even Boone just said that it is possible Britain won't be ready for opening day. They should just keep him out until he's 100%. Don't rush it. If he has to miss April – and even if he has to miss the first month and a half, that's okay. Yeah. We have enough bullpen depth that we can survive that first month or so without him. As big of an arm as he is, they cannot um, rush him back and have a, uh, another situation like we've had in the past few years where yeah, they, they do that. They, and yeah, they heal up, they come yeah. back, they re-injure it, they re-aggravate right. it. Reading between the lines, don't you guys think that, you know, considering Aaron Boone is very rosy about every single injury ever – the fact he's actually putting it out there that he's possibly probably going to miss opening day is a sign that this is probably something that they're very concerned about. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I think yeah. this is going to be a big deal. I think this is a big injury. I say you expect the worst, but hope for the best. Pretty much. Yeah. Really, at this at this point, we're so and I hate that we have to say this. We're so accustomed to injuries to uh, key players, but that's just been the, the the case over the last you know four or five years now. Right. So yeah. many guys go down and we, we hear all the time that oh, it might not be a big deal. He might miss a couple of weeks and it turns out he misses a couple of months you know, or a whole season. So, so it's way right. more. Rob, in, in, the, in the tweet, did it mention was it elbow soreness? Was it elbow discomfort? Those kind of words? Soreness in his left elbow, which obviously is yeah. very, very bad. Uh, so yeah, if it was like, bad. you know, if you remember a couple of years ago when, um, Andrew Miller got hurt in his right hand. It wasn't a big deal because he wasn't a, a righty. So if it was like, oh, he got hit in the arm or hit in the right arm, then, you know, you wouldn't be alarmed right now. But since it's his left elbow, you can only just, like Evan mentioned, Tommy John. That's the only thing you start assuming right off the bat. You hope it's not the case. but Well, yeah. if it's not, if it's not, like you said, they can't rush him back. You basically need to bring him back 
have him have a full month where he's easing into it slowly. And then you want another month before the playoffs. So if he comes back in June or July, you're fine. You're fine. But if he comes back in say August, we're going to have some issues. Yeah. I think if he's, if he's out past June, that's, it's really going to freaking suck. It's going to throw everything off. Well, you know, as we said for the entire uh, offseason, we've said the caveat, go to great team, top three team, and the entire game. But the caveat is injury. And it's already time to prove, prove that. It's, it's, we, we've been saying really we've been kind of walking on eggshells talking about with you know if everybody stays healthy and it's like here we go again exactly it's a here we go again yeah. no and it sucks because this didn't used to be the case with us yeah you know in the 90s we didn't have massive amounts of injuries that lasted three four years in a row we have now had injuries for three or four years in a row it's exhausting why can't we figure out a way to stop this from happening? I don't know what to do. It's happening in spring training, too. Exactly, man. It, it raises a few flags to me because in previous springs, we never go used to get injuries. It would usually be at the start of the year. But now we're getting, you know, major issues that are happening in spring. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm wondering what, what's going on with that. Got more information <clears throat> from uh, Sweeney Murdy. He said uh, – Okay. Does not appear to be the UCL, which is definitely a okay. good sign. Thank but, God. Uh, with opening day only three weeks away, it's possible yeah. Brent isn't ready, which 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 we all said which, is fine. Yeah, that's know, fine. Let, that if it's just if it's just legitimate soreness and it's not the UCL, let let yeah, like Evan he said, also let said him take that, his time. Um, you know, there's now we you know you don't have to rush him, but you have to make sure you don't you know extend the soreness into another problem. Apparently, Britton also was dealing with COVID at some point in the offseason, which slowed down his preparation for camp. So maybe it's another uh, Clark yeah. Schmidt situation where he came in just trying to do too much. And, uh, too much. Isn't that the, our responsibility to make sure that we don't do that? Yeah, yeah, that drives me nuts. That drives me nuts. It's like how many seasons has he played professional baseball? You know the type of repetition and, and routine that you need going into the season. So. Yeah, you're Brent, ready, Brent should, you, don't, you don't go full gun. Yeah, Britain should have known better than that. Yeah, so Rob, thank you for these updates, man. This is this is good. We're getting a better picture now. Yeah. There, um, it doesn't there sound was, like Tommy John. There was also a, a report um, about uh, Garrett Cole using pine tar in his hat. Did you see that video? So what? Exactly. That's my point. Is that. I, I don't understand why baseball can't just write that rule in that pitchers are allowed to use a little bit of pine tar. Yeah. It should be part of the game because would you rather them have – like I sweat a lot when I pitch, which means I lose grip of the ball. And I used to hit batters all the time. I'm not throwing 100 miles per hour, but that's a big issue for certain pitchers. And if you look at, you know, uh, Chapman, for example, that dude sweats a lot. I would rather him have pine tar than not have it. Yeah, well, I you think, can tell though if you see how many times does Cole do this before a pitch. What's he doing? You know that was pine tar, or you know it was something that was going to help yeah, him get some, some Red Sox point. asshole posted that he's cheating. <laughs> it's like, uh, 
It's it's something that's been in baseball. It's if they don't make it blatantly obvious, like Pineda did that one year, yeah. was literally right here. Yeah, well, Pineda did. That's that was just stupid. Was it was wild. all up his arm and uh, his neck, and then under his head. It's like, dude, you can't have pine tar all over your fucking body. Like, would you just take a fucking bath in it and then say, "I'm gonna go catch the bath in it"? Do that, bro. That was so funny. That was that is so. So stupid. That was embarrassing. Didn't he say something like, I didn't think they'd notice because my skin is so dark? I believe I heard something like that. Yeah, but there was this big glaring shine on one area yeah. of him. It's like, okay, we know that's not blood because it's not dripping. It's not sweat. There's only one thing that could be. I think he said it was dirt. I think he tried to say it was just dirt. On yeah, he looked like he just went and got a spray on tan. He was so fucking wet. You kidding me? <laughs> But no, a little bit of tank, yeah, you know, a little bit of pine tar on the brim of your cat. I have no problem with that. None. So, you know, has anybody has baseball even looked into the effect of the rosin bag? The rosin bag pitcher, sucks, dude. It sucks. With the pitcher's velocity is so, you know, the velocities are so high on these pitchers. The rosin, the tackiness from the rosin bag might not have effect anymore. They might need to use twine. They might need. To let them use pine tar, because if you're throwing 100 miles an hour, like you said, and batters have said it, I, I want them to have a grip because I don't want to get hit with those balls. Yeah. No, the rosin bag doesn't do much but dry your hands and let yeah. you get the next pitch, they but you're going to have to keep using it and using it and using it. Which is why we see Chapman grabbing it as often as he does. Yeah. Man sweats like I've never seen before. She sweats so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I sweat a lot, like like you said, Ev, but I, I think he, he out-sweats me. No, he takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. I, I'm a sweater as well. I've never even come close to that. The dude literally looks like he's getting out of a fucking shower. Like, how are you that wet, dude? Jesus. That's <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that that i heard on uh i wanted to bring up because we were, we've been kind of mocking the media a little bit and um i wanted there was the um moose and maggie show on the fan yesterday um i can't even i can barely listen to them anymore they annoy me because they're so anti-yankee they were calling us to bounce back Bronx Bombers because there are so many play. There are so many plays with question marks. Are they really going to be able to perform as well as people think they are? Do you want to talk about the Mets and all their question marks? Because they yeah. got like, like come on, she's just she knows she. There were times, but you know she's pretty knowledgeable. And she you know she knows a lot of the back you know the you know stats and stuff and the history. But I thought that she, you know, way off base with, you know, her analogy of how this team is, you know, it's always, you know, if, you know, Gary's going to, Gary has to bounce back. This guy has to bounce back. This guy has to bounce back. Do we really think that they're going to be able to bounce back with all these players? There are so many question marks. How are we, you know, how do they expect to, to go deep in the, you know, deep in the season with all these questions, you know, with all these players that might not perform? 
Every <laughs> season. I had to turn the radio off. I could, you know, thank you. Really li- I don't listen to WFAN anymore because there's no Yankee fans on the, on the station anymore, apart from Craig Carton. I'm pretty sure he's the only Yankee fan that's actually on the station. You're correct. No, well, you had JJ, who's a, who's a good Yankee fan. The only the only non Yankee fan on uh, on that on that channel station that I do enjoy listening to is Evan Roberts because he's yeah when he's on the when he's, he's on the air very, very, very rarely hear his bias no disrespect but he's still very mad and uh, but he very rarely shows bias so I think I think their I think their their uh, show is going to be heavily Mets coverage because it's uh, being picked up by SNY so. I have a feeling that they're going to get a lot of, uh, they're going to talk a lot of Matt. So I, I think uh, I'm going to. Well, they weren't going to put it on the Yes Network, you know. Well, no, I'm just saying. I just think that with that, I think that uh, you know, the show might cover more Yankee stuff. It, it drives me nuts, though. The Mets are a goddamn joke. They've been a goddamn joke for how long? They have the worst management in sports. They have no fucking clue what they're doing. They were involved in a Ponzi scheme. Then they hire a new management, a new owner or whatnot, and he fucking allows the hiring of free pred- predators who sexually assault women and do other shit. So seriously, as a Mets fan, you can't sit here and mock my team. My team is better than yours in every fucking sense of the word okay so shut the fuck up and enjoy your shitty on paper team no remember i just say that i think the mets media coverage considering the size of fan base and you know is is half the size of our fan base you know the, the the media coverage they get you know far outweighs the kind of coverage that we get it's kind of strange you know do you agree i do yeah i do you know, and my favorite argument with them is, well, look at the state, you know, well, you know, look how short right field is in, in Yankee Stadium. I, I hate that argument. It's so stupid. Yeah, look at Fenway's ridiculous fucking. Yeah. They have to well, have a big ass green monster and a fucking short porch. There it is. Well, City Field. As beautiful as City Field is, they've had to move in the walls like three times now, right? City Field sucks. Shitty Field is the worst. It literally, you know what it's good for? It's good for its parking lot. If you want to go to a concert there, enjoy the concert. The parking lot's great, but the entire stadium sucks. I don't know. I, it looks it looks good when you see it in game on TV. I've never been there. It looks like a nice. I've been there. Place. No, it, it's lovely. I'm just being. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> they moved in the walls <laughs> a few times. <laughs> no, yeah. City Field. It is a nice. It's a nice stadium to watch the game at. You can be really high up and still the view is very yes. good. Whereas at Yankee Stadium, you're in the top bleacher, you're not seeing shit. That's true. I, I've yeah. been in the top bleacher at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <clears throat> and there's no parking at Yankee Stadium. Like, seriously, why why did they have to pick the Bronx where there's no goddamn parking? <laughs> That's true. I only get to change the stadium. I, I wouldn't even think of driving there. That's what I miss. One thing I miss about living in Brooklyn is just hopping on the D train, right? To 161st Street. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Do you remember two years ago when the entire media said the Mets were going to be amazing because they got Porcillo and Waka? Did they Do you remember what Waka did last year? Waka was one in four with a seven ERA. Okay. The Mets are a fucking joke. And the media is a joke, too, because they rile up the fans and they tell them, oh, my God, look how great they look. They got Porcillo and they got blah, blah, blah. First off, Porcillo is the most inconsistent pitcher on the fucking planet. You'll go 25 
and four, and the next year he'll go four and twenty-one. Okay, he sucks. The only Met I enjoy watching is Degrom. Exactly. Noah Syndergaard's like their fifth starter now, and Met fans don't even get it. Does with that Thor nickname? Try, try. They got Thor in the Dark Knight. Oh boy, Matt Harvey guy. <laughs> Matt Harvey was Batman. <laughs> Ugh, what a fucking loser. Isn't Waka with Tampa Bay now? He is, and he's going to yep. be nasty this year. His velocity's go already gone up. His velocity's already ticked up from last year. Exactly. Oh. Well, because the Mets get... are a poorly run organization, and I'll say well, it every year. They suck. Well, at least they we don't run. have anybody in Tampa saying that Waka's going to win the Cy Young. You know, not yeah, like because they're not players. dumb, but he might actually win the Cy Young. I mean, fucking <laughs> Charlie Morton almost did it twice, and he's, yeah. what, 37 years old and was considering retirement? He was not supposed to pitch this year, and he's still going because he was that nasty in Tampa Bay. It's amazing. Now, Morton, Morton was very underrated as a pitcher. He's I'm so incredibly impressed with the way that Tampa run their, their, their pitching staff, though. they they, they, they work some sort of genie shit. I don't know what they do, but they, they turn back the time with these guys. They turn back the clothes with these guys, and they're pitching like all-stars. <laughs> Where's Porcillo now? Is he still with the Mets, or he went somewhere else? I don't know. I didn't pay attention to him. I thought he left out. and went somewhere else, but I don't know. You know as much as I joke on, on Tampa, and I, I kind of – you know, after they got rid of some of their key, you know, the key pitches. He's still free. Tampa is one of those teams that it doesn't, you know, they can put Evan on the mound and Evan can win a Cy Young. You know, the, I'm way, a the way they handle their pitching staff, you really, you could, no matter what the name is on the jersey, you can never take them for granted. Well, remember, I mean, their payroll, you know, was basically, was basically Garrett Cole's contract. And uh, you know, uh, you know, annual contract in comparison to our two hundred million, and they were far better than us last year. Far better. And so I don't know if you guys heard, but Rob said Porcillo's still a free agent. So that just tells you how dumb the Mets are. They literally far better managed, better pitching, much better clutch hitting. Everything about the Tampa Bay far outweighed what we did last year. So surprised nobody's picked him up just for depth. Tampa Bay should. They should. I mean, they just know how to develop players that are like at the end of their career. It's it's a really good fit to go if you need to fix your career. Yeah. And that used to be Pittsburgh. That's why I'm really glad they didn't get Tyon because um, he, yeah, he they wanted Tyon and Kluber from what I've heard. Yeah. So it's a good thing we got him. If, if Tampa Bay got both of those guys, you can expect. Somehow a co-Cy Young. No, they would have gotten 45 wins and an ERA of about <laughs> under one. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Oh, um, we got to go over the lineup. Oh, yeah. Bring it out. Oh, goody. Evan's favorite portion of the show. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Deep, no, deep, deep, deep breath. Okay. If there's somebody that you don't like, just... Take a deep breath. All right, so no no TV, no radio. Of course. It's on Detroit. Well, it's on Detroit radio. That's it today. Well, goody. Actually, you might like this lineup, Evan. Okay, let's hear it. Leading off is LeMahieu. We do that. 
You got um, Judge is the DH. Hicks at center field. Torres at short. Rochella at third. Bruce at first. Yes. Uh, Sanchez behind the plate. Frazier in left field. Talkman in right field. I'm fine with that. I actually – that's a solid lineup. Garcia's pitching. Guess, we right? could see that in the season. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah cause Bruce has done pretty well in the games that he's played. He looks like he, he's making a run. He's so I, a I prefer ball. Dietrich over Bruce. I do too, but this is what I think is going to happen. I think for some reason Bruce is going to make the team and they might extend um, Diedrich on a minor league deal because I think he's more willing to take it, whereas um, – Bruce I'm wants pretty, a spot. I'm pretty sure Bruce has an opt-out at the end of March. March 25th. Um, yeah, so if he doesn't make the team, he's just going to opt out. So I think they're going to have him make the team and then extend uh, Dietrich on a minor league deal because his um, opt-out is not until May 1st, I believe. Okay. I would like Bruce to make the team. I think I, I like the rest of the yeah. base. I think he can fill in in the outfield if required, play a perfectly fine first base, and he's got legit power from the left side. Um, I, I'd like I'd like him to make the team. I, it's a fun move. Remember when we got Edwin and Carnacion? It's yeah. like the same type yeah. of feel where any given moment he can just so go so off and hit. Well, so so <laughs> <laughs> Edwin, man. I always wanted to hit a home run so he could do that little parrot thing. That was awesome. He was a fun player. I wish he was here longer, but it's like yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't a fit he, to me. But again, you know, he didn't didn't do so well in the playoffs, and they basically wrote him off, which is a shame because he actually he, he had some very productive uh, uh, had a very productive year for us. It was also you could see in the you saw in the dugout when Encarnacion how much fun the players were having too, putting yeah. the parrot up on the you know the rail. Yeah, you know, as he was trotting around, you know, you see the you know, the parrot in just different areas of the you know, of the dugout and in the locker room, just kind of hanging out. I That's what it was fun. That was so cool. That's what you know, people, you know, baseball's supposed to be fun first. But yeah, that kind of camaraderie does actually help the, the uh, yeah the, uh, locker room. So you know, we'll see what how uh, how this lineup holds up against. I mean, it's Detroit, but it's also it's it all, is really it's just and and then it's all blacked out. I think it's just awful the way New Yorkers were treated with it. Terrible. And we got Garcia on the mound, and so we'll see how he responds from his last outing. Yeah, yeah. Which Garcia's gonna be fine. I'm not worried. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get he didn't get rocked. Yeah, but uh, it was a couple of solo home runs. Yeah. I have no rush for any of these prospects. I want them to develop and come up when they're comfortable. That's a big thing with me. You know, I want to see – I'm not worried about the numbers. I, I'd be more focused on his composure on the mound, you know, just to see if he's, you know, if he's able to just ignore the previous start and just look forward. I mean, we've seen him all you know, I think that that's a fair expectation. Career. I think we've already seen him do that in his career. I mean, he really does not fail much under pressure, and yeah. he said he wants the pressure. So, yeah, I'm not too worried about uh, about even his poise because his poise is terrific. I'm just looking out for his stuff. As long as his off speed stuff is snapping, and he's you know he's he's uh, getting good secondary pitches going, 
And you know, if they if we run into a couple of home runs, it doesn't really care. It doesn't matter. Well, we don't even know what pitches they're going to have him work on. They might tell him, "Look, you're going to be for two innings. I want you throwing change ups to every pitch." You know. Well, yeah, you just want to see what what his secondary pitches yeah. are like and then see how they're developing. That's the only thing that really matters. The uh, running in a couple of home runs doesn't matter too much. You know, I think I think as fans, we take you know, it's not us, but. You know, a lot of people take spring training too seriously, you know, where you, you, it's not – the games don't matter. It doesn't count. Mm-hmm. It's just to let people get work in. What's that? You know? So as, as hyped up as we get about how Sanchez is playing, come opening day, it doesn't matter what he did during spring training. I don't like spring training. It bothers me in in so many ways. I feel like the first two weeks should be scrimmages among the team so that the players are learning each other on their own roster. And then the last two weeks should be playing other teams so that you're preparing for the season. I think it's way too much having these guys come in and have a whole month before the season and then have, you know, four to five months of the season and then another month of the playoffs. And then we talk about it for the next four months. It's it's a lot of baseball. It's a bit much, especially because this is the coronavirus. So there's no AAA. So the yep. you know you don't really break break them up and, and send them off in the lower leagues or anything like that. You're just you, the, there's too many games this year for spring training. You know, yeah. far too many games. It doesn't need to be that many games. Yeah, I agree. I know. I kind of felt this year that you know pitchers and catchers reported. And next thing you know, they're playing games already. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> might have a reason why we're we're starting to get some injuries. You know what I mean? Well, because what's going to happen to these players comes you know late September into October, they're going to be freaking exhausted. Yeah, I mean we see it every year. There's always players that get exhausted by the end, and they it's like not their fault. It's a long damn game. And um, you know. Yeah, they gotta they gotta restructure how they 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 do the spring training. That's something else that MLB's gotta do. It's just it's too much. You know, have a couple weeks of the inter squad games. You know, let them work out with each other. You know, then like you know, you guys were saying, you know, two weeks of games, spring training, and then you get going. That's it. You know, when you start well, those, I, I like I like the idea of doing scrimmages between all your squad members so that every player is kind of bonding with each other and seeing how the routine is going to work moving forward for the season. You know, it's almost like orientation kind of. I hated orientation for college, but there are some reasons why it is important to go to it. All right, well, we're going to wrap this up. And everybody at YankeeChronicles.com. I don't want to wrap it up. All right, what do you got to say? Nothing. No. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> All right, from everybody. Come on, wrap it up. <laughs> from everybody, Hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe. Stay smart. Go Yankees. <laughs>